What's going to be? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast. We're in our second last episode of 2022, and we're getting ready for you with the first album coming out in 2023 that we're talking about this year. Ooh, yeah, we're doing that. Before we jump in, though, I want to thank our sponsor, which is Phoenix Fitness, FNX Fitness as well. So, yeah, we are now past Christmas. We have a week between Christmas and New Year's. I know a lot of you guys are like, yeah, we got New Year's resolutions coming up. And most of your New Year's resolutions, I think most of the ones in the, in the country, in the United States, really center around health and fitness and getting in shape, losing weight, that kind of stuff. So great. You want to get in shape. You want to lose weight. Or you might want to follow me and be like, I want to be mosh pit ready. I want to be mosh pit fit. That might, Yeah. I want to be mosh pit fit. I just came up with that on this one. We're sticking with it. So in order to make sure that you're going to be mosh pit fit, you want to make sure you're getting that exercise, physical fitness that you're eating right, that you're eating healthy, you're going to the gym, you're lifting a good amount of weights, and you're doing cardio as well. So you want to make sure that you're as healthy as possible. But when you're going to the gym and doing all that stuff, you want to make sure that you're preparing right and recovering right. And that's where FNX Fitness comes in. What they have are many different brand types of supplements that are going to help make sure that you prepare right for those workouts, recover right from those workouts, and maintain that healthy lifestyle to make sure that you're mosh pit fit. Myself, I use FNX Fitness's non-stim pre-workout before the gym because I've got more than enough energy as is. A lot of caffeine's not gonna do me well, but they got a non-stim formula. Ooh, does me very well. And their protein as well. I use their whey blend protein. They also have collagen protein, vegan, plant-based, all that good kind of stuff. So anything you need to help achieve your fitness goals and get mosh pit fit, Phoenix Fitness has for you. Our listeners get 20, count at 20% off using the code CPP20. At fnxfit.com, you can go link to uh, link description of the podcast. That thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now, in our feature presentation, we have two guys from the band Polar out of the UK, Woody and Fabian, on the podcast today. The band's brand new album, Ever Everything, comes out on January 13th, 2023. And we go deep into some crazy stuff on this one. We go deep into the concepts around the album surrounding what happened during the pandemic, how these guys had to write it and basically reconstruct their their band reconstruct their their friendship reconstruct their connection while writing this album based off of the dip like just not being able to do it together we also talk about that breaking of human connection as a central theme of everywhere everything we talk about the importance of talking about mental health but we also go into some of the struggles that brand uh, bands are seeing in the music industry that you might not be thinking these guys are from the uk we talk about how brexit has impacted uk bands which is astounding to me that we're finally talking about it on this podcast we also talk about how the pandemic affected other like other bands other venues and we also talk about greed and how prices are also going up how it's getting harder to we talk about all this stuff in this podcast but that brexit one if you're from america you are not even just from if you are not from england or not from europe you definitely want to take a look and listen at that point it's early on in the episode you'll thank me later are you guys ready to listen to the whole entire thing because polar is awesome yeah you are let's go yeah well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. This episode right here, we are talking about our first real brand new album of 2023 that we're going to get into. It'll come out on January 13th. And do you like post-hardcore music? Yeah, I do. Do you like it when it's especially hard-hitting and kind of totes that metalcore line? <gasps> okay, now I'm getting real excited here. And 
I can talk all about it with the guys from the band. They're brand new. I'm everywhere, everything again. Coming out on January 13th. Get ready for it. So coming all the way from the UK, please welcome Woody and Fabian from the band Polar to the podcast. So gentlemen, hey. welcome to the Core Progression Podcast. Thank you for having, having us. Yeah, hello. Hello, hello everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks for being on, guys. How has everything been in your world as of late, especially as we're really, really close to that album being released? And you guys, hopefully, as everyone else will see it like I see it, starting the year for new music off on such a right note. Hey, yeah, we've we've had a lot of good news recently. Uh, we are we just announced a big festival in Spain. Uh, called Resurrection Fest, uh, which is with the likes of Slipknot and Pantera and Ghost. Um, we another it's another festival with the Ghost Inside, which is obviously a big thing for us. We're big fans of, of those guys, and it's you know with the journey they've been through, it's uh, it's very inspiring. So like to be able to share a stage with them is going to be sick. Uh, and uh, and we've just been doing life. Life life does happen, uh, and this time of year, life happens probably a lot harder and a lot faster. So, uh, yeah, but uh, all all things considered, good. We're in we're in a good spot, and we're really finally at the point where the album's going to be coming out, which is a long two and a half year journey that we have just travelled through, which has had many highs and many lows. But we're here to talk about it, and that's a good thing. So it means that it didn't absolutely finish us off, which is a great thing. So. So that because, is good... yeah, I mean, the pandemic has, you know, it's, uh, you know, a lot of it's, the music industry has suffered from it. So it's nice to sort of uh, come out the other side and be like, right, you know, something to look forward to happening. You know, the album coming out, people hearing all the music, the fruits of your labor, you know, that kind of thing. It's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, we've seen a lot of that in 2022 as well. Just, of course, we had 2021 where like the first half of the year specifically still heavily impacted by COVID where live shows were just starting to get back in. Then the second half of 2021, it was like, okay, now we're really starting to get back into it. All of 2022 really haven't had any issues with it. So like live music wise, more new music coming out, more bands being on the road, everyone kind of getting back into the swing of things when it comes to the live music scene, when it comes to the music industry in general. It has been a very big positive where with, you know, many different artists, many different acts coming out with incredible new music, tours selling out like crazy. It's just, it's been really positive to see and to see that you guys are a part of that where now, yeah. The pandemic, we're kind of past it right now. You guys have been able to come out on the other side as a band with new material strong than ever. And you guys be playing a couple of festivals, Resurrection Fest, and you said that I'm like, okay, now um Slipknot Pantera Ghost. Am I gonna have to find a way to fly out to Spain for this? Because <laughs> that sounds like fun. But then also saying that you're gonna be playing a festival with the ghost inside, and I'm just thinking here. I hope that the, you guys get a chance to maybe play before the ghost inside because then you guys can go into the crowd, maybe into the pit for the ghost inside. And when they play Aftermath and that wall of death hits in the bridge <laughs> and the breakdown. Taste of the action. Yeah. <sighs> I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Dark, a dark Horse fan. If they play that, you might get a bit of a pit retirement out of me like gone i'll go and uh, i'll go and uh, <laughs> go and uh, go wear my old bones out to that um but yeah like it it's um it's from an outsider's perspective to see the industry coming back alive and it it's just unfortunately been faced with with new obstacles new new things to overcome um that necessarily weren't there pre previous and to be in those clogs and be a band that's actually functioning in that, in that industry, you kind of have to overcome those things with it and you have to overcome those obstacles with it. So 
everything that is happening is, is is a massive positive we unfortunately like we have a very big uh fan base in europe and while the pandemic was going on uh we weren't just dealing with that we were dealing with our the idiots in england who have voted to leave uh europe so obviously causing brexit so brexit has basically fundamentally uh caused the way that touring works to change and certain parts of it so there is uh i've been a massive ad- uh, way of just adapting to the new the new norm uh i guess that's what everyone calls it the new normal mm-hmm. um and uh yeah we are we're slowly finding our feet it's uh it's taken a long time um and i don't think that that uh, I don't think it was supposed to take this long, but I think it needed to take this long uh, in reflection. Um, and we have birthed our strongest work to date while doing this, uh, which has been uh, an amazing feeling to get to where we are now. Uh, and But as I said at the beginning, the highs and the lows during that have been uh been an emotional roller coaster that's a good word i never i should use that more often i'm an emotional we've been on an emotional roller coaster uh and we're we're not fully off that yeah we're um we've done the two big drops have kind of come in and and we've done them we've still got a couple of more till the ride finishes um But, you know, uh, it's an experience, you you know, uh, that we get to to talk to even great people like yourself about. So um, and and we lived it. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, and I think the album is a good reflection of that time. It's going to be something yeah. I'm really curious for people to go and listen to. I do want to ask you guys about this now, because Woody, when you brought this up, my mind just went to a completely different place. And I'm very curious about this. With a lot of us that have been like folks in the music industry since the pandemic has kind of ceased and since touring has come back, we are seeing a lot of these different issues that bands are having with going out on the road, different travel costs, inflation, um, with every single band seem like they're trying to go out all at the same time. Transportation has also become an issue. Health concerns has become an issue because when bands test positive for COVID, now they have to drop off a couple of dates and that can completely ruin a tour. But I had not even thought about the whole entire Brexit situation and how that impacts like just the UK specifically. So yeah. what cha- what other new challenges have come up for you guys since Brexit in terms of touring through Europe? Like, I'm really curious to hear about this. We now have to have a uh, government official document, which uh, is called a carne. And uh, American bands will use a carne to come to Europe. It's basically a, a legal document that states that you've bought your equipment, you've paid your duty tax on it, uh, and it allows you to freely travel to to play play music. Uh, without that, they can take away your instruments, um, and that is given like there's no time frame on that. Uh, or you can get ridiculously heavy fines. Now we had to learn how to use a carne, <laughs> which has been a bit of a, a learning curve, hasn't it, Fab? Um, because funny enough we they were really really eager to do brexit now they've done it they're not so eager to do the things that make it easy to to function while this has happened so there isn't a big neon sign saying sign your get your carne stamped here it's actually a doorway in uh that you shouldn't go through in an airport that you go through you're like i wouldn't go through here this either is staff entrance a cleaning toilet or it's something i shouldn't be in an airport but yeah. that's the place you go and uh, we uh, and every airport is different, but you have to sign it out 
and you sign it in. And that does, and that is like for every part of the journey. So if we we did some festivals in the summer where we fly, uh, we would we would we would get we would get to the airport, we'd get our carnet stamp, we'd fly, we'd play, get to the other side, have to get stamped by them, play the show, back to the airport, stamped again, back to the UK, stamped again, and then you then you're out. If you don't collect those stamps, I think I've we were told it was like a thousand thousand pound fine. So like yeah, and and they're obviously pretty pretty hot on finding people because they want to take the money, but they're not making it easy to to do the process. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it makes it more complicated, more lengthy, more stressful. But you know, you also you need to factor things like that into your travel time, which means you know <clears throat> communication with like transfer travel or arrangements with promoters, things like that. It you know the ripple effect is. And that's just one element, really. But the ripple effect is 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 pretty big. You know, the other big one is financially. You know, it, it's a lot more expensive to tour uh, in general. Um, so yeah, all these things again, the ripple effect of that. You know, the 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 factors that that have to be considered when accepting shows or doing things on the road, anything on the road. You know. Um, but, you know, again, they're challenges. And like what he said earlier, like there's, I think people, from, you know, certain countries, they've been doing this for probably quite a while. Um, it's just, you know, people voted for it. And it's, um, here it is. And we adapt. adapt. Yeah, yeah, we adapt. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's a big old learning curve. Um, but you just, you, you just learn how to process. You just have to learn how to do things. Um, you just have to be... Uh, there was a like pre pre pandemic pre Brexit. You would get your flights, you'd get all your stuff. You would go to Europe. You would fly there. You get on the airport. You play your show. You party. You get your flight. You go home. Um, you don't need to let like, parts of that trip. You don't really switch your brain on. You you just go up and play. You know, you you're hungover. You're in the airport. You just want to go home. But the touring now, it's like we have to think. Yeah. We've got to get this done. So we've got to go to an office to do that. You'll have to speak to someone. You know, no one's going to talk to some bleary eyed idiot who's like had a million beers in Germany and be like, hi, can you sign this? I want to go home. Uh, so, you know, there you've got to kind of like approach things in a, a bit more like, and we are, I guess we are professional, but approach certain situations in a bit more of a professional manner, which makes you very conscious to be in about how you are uh, and how you progress through a journey so it doesn't mean we drink any less beers but we're just a little bit better at dealing with people uh like on the other yeah. side but um yeah it yeah it it's all completely worth it because people like say to us like they need our band uh, they want they need that that live experience in their lives so if it means that i have to hustle we have to hustle in an airport to get through to do it it's worth every second yeah, you know, the, the show and the people that attend that show is the most important thing in the world to us. So uh, we will move heaven and earth to do that. Yeah. That's something that and I was just... Oh, go ahead, Fab. No, no, sorry. I was just going to say, like, you know, we're, we're excited to um, to get back on the road in 2023. Um, it, whenever and whatever shape or form that may be, you know, there is a genuine excitement to, like, get back on the stage and perform these new songs... Uh, integrate new songs and old songs and and get the crowd interacting you know there's genuine excitement there uh even though you know it's a touch more challenging here and there but there's excitement so it's uh yeah it's gonna be great 
And I'm hoping you guys are able to get out in 2023 and, you know, get this record to be heard by many people, be able to have them experience that live show from you guys in a completely different way. But I really wanted to ask about the whole entire Brexit thing because I had never even thought about how that would impact bands and musicians from the UK because essentially with having to have that document stamped every single time you enter an airport, whether it's you're entering a flyout or you have just arrived by flying in, there's other bands that probably have gone through Europe that have to deal with similar things. Like if you're from the U S or if you're from Australia or anywhere else in the world, but it makes it a lot more difficult, a lot more time consuming and potentially even a lot more, dare I say expensive, just because what happens if you miss one, like a thousand pound fine. I mean, that could completely tank at like a good amount of profitability that you would have on that tour that could completely eliminate a good number of shows just based off of an issue if something gets taken there are so many other issues that play here it it just it kind of blows my mind with the fact that you know we don't even think about this as you know music fans it's like we want our we want our favorite fans to come over like for myself i want my favorite fans to come over from europe from australia over the united states and you guys want to see your favorite fans from the u.s come over by you guys It, it makes sense but when we start to actually understand what is going on, actually understand the logistics behind it and the um, and the roadblocks that come through, even the roadblocks have been added due to other political uh, changes and through the pandemic, it, it really does a number for us to understand, to really get an understanding of the trouble you guys go through to make your dreams a reality, the trouble you guys go through to bring these shows to us, to be able to play live in front of us, And it also adds for me personally, something a little bit more personal to it, just because if you guys are going to be willing to put your neck out there for, to go and, you know, play a show and I'm going to be there, I should do my damn well best to give you all the energy I have in that crowd. So once that pit opens up, I'm standing in the middle going, bring it on everybody. (laughs) Yeah. The, the, The thing is, the thing is for me is that, um, the decision to leave Europe and, and essentially create Brexit is not a decision that musicians would make or people in the entertainment industry of any kind because it's not intuitive to being a musician to make it harder to travel so now we're faced with a decision that's been made you know we were outvoted essentially you know that's obviously clearly what happened but a decision has been made which is not one that we wanted or agreed with and now we have, to, you know, we have to fit in these, you know, regimented things. These are the rules. These are the fines. You know, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I never chose this. Like, do you know what I mean? So that, that, that's, that's the frustration is there. And it's not just with musicians. It's anyone really that, you know, is, 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 is traveling like that. Traveling for anything or any other purpose, whether it just think from you guys from the UK specifically traveling to Europe, if it's just for leisure, if it's for work, if it's for entertainment purposes, if it's anyone in the entertainment industry, there are so much, so many more political like hoops and regulations that you guys have to go through now based off a decision that, you know, if, if that Brexit decision was left up to every single musician in the UK, it probably would have been struck down so, so fast that, you know, you'd blink and all of a sudden the talk about anything with Brexit would have been just gone. Yeah, it's um, it's a hard one because <laughs> when we go, to, we we have kids asking us, "Why did you want to leave Europe?" And it's like the most heartbreaking thing. It's like I don't, I don't want to leave Europe. I don't. The it's a, yeah, it's hard because you want to say this in as as with the least amount of disrespect, but the people that voted to leave 
voted on a false ideal that was sold to them by government that was completely opposite to actually what was going to happen if they left Europe. And most of those people have been hit financially because of it. And now they're complaining. So like the, the moral, I guess, from the whole process of this is maybe read a bit more about what you're voting for, understand what is going to be the consequence of doing this, and then understand the consequences of what you're doing to your generations behind you. Because this isn't just affecting us, this is going to affect everyone. Well, that's only going to get harder over time. You know, the decision's made. It's not, we're not going back. You know, the door's shut. So it's, uh, it feels like it is our duty to kind of overcome that, to make it possible for us to tour Europe. Because as you said, if we're doing that, we're giving everything. To, to be at that show we're jumping through every hoop that's being put in front of us we're jumping over every hurdle but it will make the shows that much more sweeter for us and for the people there because of the effort we've done to get there now we've not done a full tour since we've come back um we've done a lot of flying stuff so like one-offs uh, I imagine once you're on the road and you're in a van with a British number plate, I imagine that's going to have a lot more problems attached to it by itself. You're going to get pulled over all the time. We um, we were on tour in uh, Europe. We did like a in 2020, just before the pandemic hit, we did two tours back to back. One, we went to every place in Europe we have never been to. And I mean, we went to some of the strangest places I've ever been to in my life. But it was it's important for us to do that like that's our i like uh our ideal is to to go to these places to go to as far and as wide you know like uh break the comfort of the modern like routine of going to major cities go to the sticks go to go to further away places but uh brexit was on the the looming like decision was just like well the final parts of it being like put into place were happening uh and from the last couple of weeks on that tour i think you know every time a, a police car could see a british number plate you were pulled over and then they were going through paperwork they were going through uh passports they were going through like they were probably checking up what you've done in your life you know um anything that they can put on you they're probably gonna do because <laughs> it's created uh an animosity because like the decision's been made and it's been made very foolishly and rightfully so people in Europe are angry about it uh, and rightfully so people who are in, in England are angry about it and then there's the people who have voted for it and they're not angry but they're now angry because they're losing money and it's like nobody's won everyone suffered here like there isn't a, there is nobody walked away from that and gone oh that was the best thing we ever did everyone has suffered and, and that's come with foolishness. Um, but kids who attend shows, who are following uh, an incredible music scene and genres and all sorts, they deserve the right to still see shows. It shouldn't be a foolish decision made by a load of old people in England should like make people in Europe suffer. So I, we will always overcome anything that's thrown in front of us. So, I mean, stick the hurdles or jump them. You know, put the hoops, I'll go through them. It doesn't matter. The, the shows and the fact that people shouldn't suffer for that is is a big thing to me. And uh, and we're, we've just learned how to adapt to it. Uh, and uh, and I think that the, that is in the honour of us continually wanting to play shows. 
And that's something that is really like admirable as well, where you, no matter what's going to happen, no matter what obstacles get put in your way, you're going to still find a way to play shows well. But one thing you did say, Woody, that really sticks out to me, and I think it can also easily pertain to anyone across the room, but also to the music industry as well, is when these decisions are made, when it's like put up to a vote, whether it's something that's going to be big, small, whatever it is, and you're so gung-ho about one particular you know side of the story, whether it's you know use the Brexit thing, leave Europe or stay in Europe, Focus in on, you know, understanding what your position is, but also read up on the other side as well and have a further understanding of what is the impact going to be for myself now, but also the impact for myself later on. What's going to be the impact for the later generations later on? Because those generations are your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids. They're going to be impacted by that. And those decisions can have major detrimental effects going forward with the music industry as well. We're seeing some of those major detrimental effects happen with other decisions that very few people have made in essence, just to make a just to make more money than they had been. Take a look at what's happening over in the U.S. with the whole entire Ticketmaster Taylor Swift thing. That was just a massive mess in its own. And another smaller one, but I think every band ends up dealing with this at some point. I saw Alpha Wolf just go off at a venue on this at some point in August. And recently, Bad Omens has jumped on it as well with venues taking cuts from the mer- like a 20% merch cut. It's yeah, yeah the, the, ven- the, the band coming to play at that venue is the reason why people are showing up is the reason why you're selling tickets in that ticket price is also the price is also factored in, you know, what the venue is going to cost as well, because if you're going to want to play there, yeah, it's someone else's venue. You're going to have to pay a price to play there. People are going to come in and pay. They're going to be buying drinks at the bar that the venue's the one providing those drinks. The band's the one providing the merch. Let the bar go to the venue, let the merch go to the band, and leave it at that. Let people earn their hard work and not try and take every little piece of it because you think you deserve it. That's it. Raise raise your prices of your drinks so that you don't have to take someone else's profit. Do you know what I mean? Like, we've, you know, the band would have their business down. You know, they're selling their merch, they're they're playing, they're, they're commanding a fee, they're bringing the people in. How you run your business, in your example, be it drinks at the bar, is up to you, you know. Don't sabotage someone else's, you know, um, enterprise. There, there but, seems uh, to be a, a real, since the pandemic, there's a real sense of greed out there. And you can see it. Everyone's clawing. Everyone wants that that big win. Everyone wants all the money. And it's like greed is one of the worst traits you could probably have as a human being because it's it makes you clueless to what's going on around you where you're getting that money from what you're taking from people to be able to make yourself richer uh and uh yeah and i think with those venues doing that that it just falls into the greed category it's just another way to to take money from someone but not see what you're impacting like bands on the road like especially when you do overseas tours and you do those tours that, yeah, you, you're, you're literally living on the, the, the line, the profit margin line there. And like that 20% could be the difference between you eating and not eating. And then if you don't eat, well, that's going to affect your show. If you affect your show, you have a shit show. People walk out of a venue and go, that band wasn't very good. So like, you know, these, like, these things have huge, huge ripple effects and, um, and it's just in the order of greed. And it's like, is that 20% going to make you better off? Are you going to get a house out of that 20%? No, you're probably just going to be 20% richer than the people that you've just taken that from. That's not going to change your life. 
It's not going to make you like suddenly you're not going to go and get that Lambo. It's not going to do that. But it is going to make someone else 20% poorer that probably is surviving on that. Like mm-hmm. living, living, surviving. Like that is, that's, and those clear, concise like barriers just don't get seen. It's just like take, 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 take. And it's like, yeah, like that band's giving something back to all those people allow them to earn some money to to continue to do that to make other people happy in other venues imagine that was 20 percent every single night well it is a lot of it isn't it america is like that like uh almost every single night uh, like it's kind of become standard practice where there's a lot of venues i know that do take a 20 percent merge cut i do know some that don't take any merge cut at all which is thank god you don't it's like you're not going to give the band any bit of the bar but that's the bar is your business. The merch is their business. Let those mm. things be separate because if a band selling merch and say, you know, the merch line is wrapped basically around the whole venue. Yeah. They're going to deserve that. They're going to deserve, you know, the full <laughs> amount of that. It kind of has become standard practice. But another thing I was thinking about too, was taking a look at just how prices have increased and overall, just anything when it comes to, from a fan's perspective, if versus attending shows i remember some of the shows i'd go to and like i would pay you know maybe twenty dollars with and this is all the crazy fees included this was before the pandemic i pay like 20 25 bucks to go to one of the uh, to go to a show one of my favorite venues and yeah it was just it was a good time now i'm going to see that show it's about like 35 now but it's like okay what else happened in there what other decisions happened yes i understand the pandemic did take money for away from a lot of these venues because they couldn't have shows there they try to do a lot of things. They might be in the red. They're trying to recuperate. I understand that portion. But then you look at all the other things that might have been added on there too. What if um, it's the bands trying to up put like up the ticket prices because now they're gonna take, getting that merch cut or they're not getting that merch. The 20% merch cut is going to the venues. Now they have to find a way to recoup that money so that they can just eat and survive and actually go on tour. So in case something goes wrong, they actually have some sort of funds to make sure that they can get back on their feet because uh, I know Silent Planet at the beginning of their previous tour with the uh, with the plot and you, they had a van accident like on the second day and a GoFundMe had to be created just to try and get them back on the road. Thankfully, it was like 17 hours and they almost doubled their goal. So they were back out on the road and everyone kind of came through and like, you know, oorah, we're going to save these guys. But that's not always going to be the case for everybody. It's you guys are running on such thin margins where any bit of that that's going to be if someone's going to be greedy and try and take from that, you guys are going to have to find a way to get back at that margin. And then all of a sudden, the price is going to be reflected on maybe the fans or anybody else that's trying to get in like a hold of like your product, like a hold of your music. And it's not even your guys' fault. It's a ripple effect from someone just saying, I want more of this. Yeah. 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 It's exactly that. Uh, the scales never, uh, like in all the years we've been doing this, they never balance. <laughs> they, they never balance. They are literally doing that 24 7 um and it's like yeah the famous saying more more money more problems well it, it, it can be like that in a band you earn more money well you've got more to pay out mm-hmm. like there's more there's more mouths to feed every time you earn more and i think that's the same in any industry uh and you and you rightfully say like your margins you know uh no one sees your printing fees no one sees your petrol receipts no one sees your hotel receipts uh you know like uh no one 
has to like no one realizes sometimes that people get stuff stolen that you know is irreplaceable or, or like too expensive to replace yeah there is the risks of touring and, and i love touring um and but it, you know it does come with a lot of risks so you want to be making sure that whatever money you can collect on that you you know you can do it and you're not paying someone else to be like all right here's another 20 yeah here's 20 percent to like put a t-shirt on a hanger yeah. uh and and it has that has started to translate over in europe and in certain parts of the uk it, it does you do hear stories now uh, more so than you used to um and i think that is probably maybe an effect of the pandemic maybe it's an effect that you know like you were saying with venues being shut for so long they're like we need to make sure that we're collecting uh, more revenue than we were ever before. Mm. How do we do that? Like we're, we're a 300 cat room. We're only ever going to put 300 people in here. Well, you know, that's when you start seeing it. Well, well that band is going to sell merch to 300 people of 50 pound per 50, 50 pounds per head, $50 per head. Um, well, that's a lot of money. Well, let's take a chunk of that. You know, let that's, but, to a degree, I understand some of this more so in the respects that if we owned a music venue and we were shut for that long, we would probably want to find every way we could survive. It's it's a very mm -hmm. double edged sword, you know, like um, there's rights and wrongs to all of it. But you just kind of learn like we um, we've probably got more business savvy in the last five years than we ever have done with with money and where our money goes, what we do with our money uh how much money we can make what we use to make money um and when you start having to put the hours like really like mentally into doing and learning how to use that money and make that money you, you literally value every penny that comes in like every penny is valuable to you because you're working for it you really are like uh, you're having to like put everything on the line and like being in a band is not an easy task <laughs> Not in the slightest. It's not like you're you're nine to five. You're gonna get your your salary. You get your sick days paid for. You know you can call in sick mm. to someone and not tell you. You you don't get the, those little like net, netted cushions that sometimes you have in jobs. They don't exist in in bands. It's a sheer drop. <laughs> it's literally you're jumping buildings, and if you drop, you're going down. So mm. it's uh yeah. It, it like any way that is like impacting bands not being able to maximize like securing money i think is a bad thing um and yeah. i guess it's, it's like the, the difference between like a, a hobby band and like a touring band you know uh, what you what you'd you'd, you'd basically it's, it's a business like like what he said earlier it's you know you have to look at it as a business as well like you, you the back it would be unsustainable to continually lose money and in the interest of putting music out and giving this this great feeling to, to to kids and fans and stuff you want to be able to carry on doing that well to carry on doing that it, there needs to be some structure um like a business and these ripple effects that we talked of brexit covid etc just completely disrupts all of those the business that you that you've got in place is you know so it's uh, and you're right, we are talking, you know, it is a fine margin, balance the books or, or make money, etc. It's, um, yes, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one. But I don't know, it seems to me, I don't know about you guys, but like since COVID, the world seems like really a completely 
different place from two and a half years ago or whatever. It seems complete, you know, tolerances, people's attitudes, cost of everything, like the way, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like things have definitely shifted in the world somehow. Yeah, everything's changed really, isn't it? Really, to be honest. It's a mitting change. Let's like, I look at this and I think about this a lot. And the way I look at it is nobody likes change. Nobody wants to grow old and grow out of those groups of friends. No one wants to stop going out and partying until like five in the morning. But you have to accept change. And it changes hard because with change, it means something new. It means a new environment. It means a new perspective. Um, and yeah, it's just like we're at this point now, I think, in the world where everyone's just got to kind of start to realise, yeah, things have changed. Everything's changed. It, it, except it, it's not going to go back. It's, it's, you know, what you used to know, you no longer know that. You now know this. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, and that acceptance of change has probably been affected by so like it comes into so many things so many different avenues yeah like fab said yeah there's brexit there's covid there's restrictions there's inflation there's living crisis yeah um but i do find that if you do try to start to accept these changes you find that that helps progress because you can move on from that like but if you don't accept the change you're going to be living in a false reality for a long time until it starts to bite you. And honestly, I think there's a lot of people that are still living in that false reality because think about it, when the pandemic hit, so, so, so many people were forced into only having any social interaction with others through a screen like what we're doing or just by, you know, through, through text, you know, on social media, Reddit, Discord, whatever it might be. And now that things are back to a point where everyone can still go back outside, you know, meet, congregate, we can go to shows. We're back to that. The mental state around that has been completely changed because people didn't have to interact like that with in a face-to-face conversation or in that in-person style for so long. This The impact, the powerful impact that that has on so many of us and the need that we have to have to have those in-person conversations, those in-person connections was completely vanished. And now that it's back, there's so much of a struggle there where, It's kind of like the change to go from what we had at the beginning of March in 2020, then when everything got shut down going through the rest of 2020, it was everyone had to go from living life normally, just going out, having fun, doing whatever, to being locked into this certain place that you couldn't really move from. And you only interact you could have with other people outside, maybe your immediate family was through a screen. And then all of a sudden when I got back out and it's able to get back out there, so many people, again, got so used to that. They're resistant to change. Social skills have gone down. Social interaction has gone down. The ability to just connect with people with different opinions has almost completely vanished. And it goes anywhere. Politics. People are always screaming at each other. It's like, if you don't agree with me on this one specific thing, you must be on the other side. You're evil. That's it. Music. If you don't like the same music I do, or if I have it, if I think one song is good, but you think that exact same song is bad, but we like the same band anyway. Oh my God. Now we're apparently the worst person in the world. There is so much of that negativity that's also going on that is affecting a lot of these things. And it's not letting people compromise work together. It's putting such a huge prevention thing on that. When it comes to looking at the music scene, wise, think about the bands and the venues. Instead of looking at it as a partnership to the point where the band is coming in and bringing the fans into the venue for both to benefit from, it kind of just looks at a point where it's at times where it's just, it's, it's not looking at it as a partnership. It's looking at it as a dollar sign or that's yeah. the money. That's basically it. 
a cash cow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think, and I think uh, everything has, you know, we wrote the album in, in the pandemic. Uh, and, and the way you've just described it then with being on screens and stuff, we did all that. Like we uh, had, we finished a tour. We were on a very, very cool tour. Uh, probably my favourite tour. Uh, like uh, when I daydream and when I uh, when I zone out and my uh, my wife clicks me back in. I'm generally thinking about that tour. <laughs> um, like because <laughs> it was it was the most fun I think I've ever had in the most dangerous. Apparently, the, the most dangerous time to be out on the road. We were on tour in 2020. It was March. Bear, and uh, and the UK went into a lockdown on the March the 23rd, maybe. And we were at the beginning of March. We were on tour with uh, Spirit Box, After the Burial, and Make Them Suffer. And uh, What? <laughs> yeah, in Europe. And, uh, and we were having a blast. Like, that tour was a lot of fun. Uh, some of the stories on that tour don't think can come onto this podcast, but uh, like it was, a, it was, it was a good tour, um, and uh, and and COVID, you know, like that was right. We were like, my mum was ringing me and being like, I've just seen on the news that uh, Poland's really bad. Where are you today? I'm in Poland, and it's it's not bad. Like, it, it, but um, the tour finished abruptly in switzerland missed the whole uk leg and uh we came home and we decided uh through good discussions with management that we were going to do the next album like the plan we we were on the end of nova our previous albums campaign at the end the 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 plan was to do the next album from where we were so if, if anything uh all that the pandemic did was kind of push us heavily into that plan like cool we got to do this now this is what we're going to do this is we're going to make an album uh and we put a six month marker on it cool we'll get it done in six months we'll get it out like it will come out like within a year it took two and a half years about a good nine months of that to maybe a bit longer was just on screens like this with a band as well that had never as the lineup it was or is uh had never written an album together so there was no chemistry there was no being in a room together and someone plays something or someone sings something or a drum beat yeah oh that's cool like i can feed off that which is what music needs it needs chemistry it's one of the biggest things in in writing music is chemistry it's connection it's feeding off someone it's it's having that we had none of that like trying to get a vibe on a zoom conversation is incredibly difficult we discovered yeah uh, some you know some of them zoom calls went easier than others some were literally like soul destroying some were some of the funniest conversations we've had but we we were adapting and then when the album when the the album i should say when the pandemic kind of got to a point where everything eased off and we had to with the opportunities to be back together in a room those relationships had changed and they were going to be naturally because we hadn't spent any physical time together. Uh, so not only were we, by the time that happened, building an album, we were also having to rebuild our relationships together. Those friendships had to be rebuilt, like from, from ground, like uh, it's there. And if I'm honest, they're probably still in a case of work in progress. Like they, the, the album, was 
an incredibly hard thing to do and harder than we probably realized it was going to be if looking back on it uh and but then you realize that like we were doing something incredibly difficult which involved the participation of other people in an environment which was not natural to what it should be there are other people doing that and there are other people doing it in a lot harder situations so yeah you kind of had to think all right well yeah this is sometimes this is shit like but they're doing this and they must be having a bad time doing this or like these guys here are like losing jobs yeah so you've just made you grateful that we were able to actually be creative in a time where like creativity was severed but it came it comes at prices it comes at times where we're like yeah uh if we had written the album in a room together i guess the vibe would have been different would we have got the same album probably not um i think the charm and the, the 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 rawness and the aggression in that album and the emotion in that album was definitely uh tied to the fact of the situation or that the uh the way we were building it but we just had to you had to we came out of the pandemic we were rebuilding everything everything had to be rebuilt like nothing uh nothing was like we walked out the door fab turns up Noah, our drummer turns up gav our bass player turns up everyone's high-fiving it wasn't like that it it took time the relationships took time but at the same time we were rebuilding that we were building an album which when you do albums that not everyone is always on the same hymn sheet so that can cause friction and that's not by people being stubborn or coming up with bad ideas or not liking ideas it's because people hear things differently music's subjective so you were, we were trying to have to kind of learn how to to deal with like being together being like uh on an album working on an album uh and being not being afraid to speak our minds um which was incredibly difficult to do in a situation where you're on a screen or on a whatsapp you cannot get emotion out of whatsapps you can't read a, a whatsapp and think it can be misconstrued so we had like loads and loads of like first-hand experience of all this happening to us like tons of it um and uh, the product of it is the album that is coming out in January, which we're incredibly proud of. But everything changed. Like, everything changed. Uh, and it wasn't like one of these changes where it's changed, but don't worry, that will go back and be normal again or be how you remember it. It was like, this is changing. It will continuously change. And this will continue to change furthermore. Mm. Uh, and And it's just... It's to like learn. A forever unknown, isn't it? Like if well, something's course, always yeah. changing, like it's it's the unknown, but like yeah. constant. Yeah, it's a consistent, consistently unknown. Um, and uh, and we, yeah, it's it's hard. It's just hard. Like it's hard in all aspects. Like I'm sure if you asked, did a petition, did a did a survey, and went round. Uh, and asked everybody, would you like it the way it is or would you like to go back the way it was? You're going to get 100% results on the way it was. But if you live like that, then you're never going to progress because that's not the way the world is anymore. It's like, get on board with this. This is the way it is. This is it's gonna, it is going to spin you around. It's going to throw you up. It's going to drop you down. It's going to do this. This is what life is now. Um, and it's about trying to get a grip hold. But then we, we're we lucky in the sense that when you're trying to get a grip hold, we 
have like uh the frustration i call it like a frustration pillow like yeah you know, when you're angry and you scream into the pillow like we had that in the sense that we, we were allowed to to vent this into a band we have a we have a vessel mm. to carry these frustrations um and yeah it's uh it's just been like like well if you look back on it it it's fucking mad really isn't it like it's just like it, you, yeah it, are you saying that you you swap the frustration pillow for a microphone is that what you're saying yeah. so yeah. <laughs> no I, i'm gonna do it through like yeah there'll be a pillow and then a microphone. Uh, <laughs> but like it is it's just like everything's changed man like and it's everyone wants it to be the way it was but it isn't and let's that's the point for me now where i'm like cool let's just grab the ball by the fucking horns and go for it because i think yeah like life's too short to to be like oh, i really wish it was like that and i really wish it was like cool this is now the future let's just like adapt to it let's move on with it um and let's hope that we don't ever have to deal with something like that again um uh because it it, it takes its toll man like we had we had a lot of uh like a lot of stress doing this album uh and there was a lot of uh a lot of things like personal situations outside the album were changing dramatically and and that was very hard for some people to grab and deal with which is 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 and on top of having a pandemic so it's like then suddenly it's like you, you've got them be like super creative it's like how do i be creative i'm i've written albums in rooms with people like i've sung something and someone's gone that's sick or that's not sick that's good that's not good you know you don't we didn't have any of that it was like kind of like we're gonna write an album but you need to blindfold us and tie our hands behind our back and then we'll see if we can try and achieve it so like the album really uh the re it was like we went through the pandemic like everyone else did and just kind of unfortunately had to put a little bit more pressure on the shoulders a little bit more stress on our backs and carry fundamentally our our child like you know the, our, the band is our it births our, our our child it's our it's our like it's our it's all everything we put into it in, in in our life in that period in time um and now it's getting to the point yeah and now it's getting you know. to the point where it's coming out and like and i'm like do I want the world to have this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, do, do, like, I'm quite happy having listened to this in my headphones. Do, does the world need this? Uh, but I, th I think the world does need it. Like, um, and like the lyrical content on the record, um, which was written between between myself and Fab, uh, it, we, you know, we, I walked off the tour and we started writing the album, and it was like, I'm gonna write an album about a virus, and it's like. That's going to be the most boring thing in the world. And plus your album's going to be dated within about 18 months. And plus who else wants to hear about it? Like every news station's plugging this. Like every radio station is plugging it. Everyone you speak to is talking about it. Like they don't need 10 more tracks and be shouting about it. Like, it, yeah. So like what we then did is we, uh, we looked deep inside ourselves um, and we really discussed the human connection because what that really affected the pandemic is the human connection. Uh, we are a species that was put on this planet to be sociable, to socialize, to 
to to bring people in to love people to talk to people to share problems yeah, to have fun together um and and that as soon as the severance happened that changed the whole communication the human connection suddenly those emotions were very different they were like uh like situations between friends situations between family everything was changing and and nobody was really taking stock of it they were just like in a situation where their lives uh, were being like spun around so quickly that they just were doing like dealing with it um and so from an outside perspective i was like this really interests me because i can see my relationship with certain people i can see relationships between other people i can see how much they've changed how the connection has moved um and and that really really sort of struck a nerve and then we were, i was like this is what we need to put into the record is not that this virus is going to go around and kill everyone but the virus has fundamentally destroyed the human ethic on of like us being a sociable species that the human connection has been destroyed really badly or fractured to a point where it's beyond repair in some cases and and our can our album really contains a lot of that like um and not so much as well like the human connection but like also like what those relationships breakdowns were like doing to people like i have a track on the album called deliverance and deliverance is about drinking i used to be a really badly heavy drinker like really bad i'm good these days like and i do like a beer like i haven't severed it completely but what the pandemic did do is it allowed me to take stock of that and stop and be like why am i doing this like why do i do it why do i go that far with it and and it go you know put it down to the root it is because the human connection was something that was out of my control and no longer could i get a grip hold on that i couldn't i couldn't i didn't feel like i had control over the things anymore like for a while and like so like as as horrific and bad the pandemic was there was still little like rays of light uh in like personal quest for a better a better lifestyle um and like we yeah we just we just write from the heart and and i think i'm hoping that once that record comes out that people really like connect with that like explore their own relationship like listen to that record and be like cool how is my relationship with my brother what is my relationship with my best mate like you know like start questioning those things because if you start questioning it like yeah, you might find answers there that you don't want to find, but you're also probably going to maybe mend something or you're going to build the bridge that necessarily hasn't been built there before. Um, and I really want people to take that away from that record. Like, I want people to listen to it and be like, how is my relationship with my mother? How is my relationship with my dad? You know, how are my, my relationships with my friends? Yeah, let's, yeah, let me, let me think about that. Like, because I can guarantee it and I speak to people about it where I work and I speak to people like um, friends is like people just sever those feelings. They just, because in the back of their head, they're still hoping that they're still the same as it was three years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and all I really, really would love from the record is like, especially in the lyrical side of it, is for someone to listen to it and go, maybe i should check in with that mate maybe i should have that awkward conversation with with someone that i've put off for years or maybe i should just address be like dude we went through a pandemic we're no longer the same like those things are horrible hard things to overcome but i'm hoping that our record might 
alleviate that pressure and pain of being able to face it. And in a certain way, yeah, oh, good. Sorry, go on. I would say, and in a certain way too, when it comes to ever everything with the lyrical themes behind it, with the way it sounds, a lot of it does dive deep into exploring that human connection, those relationships with, with your friends, family, with other people, you know, with media, anything also with yourself. So like you were talking about with deliverance and your connection with alcohol, because that's you looking at the connection that you have with your own mental state within yourself. And I've thought about a lot of that too, especially going through this album, really diving deep into it, getting that lyrical content and really getting an understanding of it. Because there were certain songs I was looking at and just kind of thinking, okay, some of these songs, they definitely have more of this relationship aspect, talking about the connection between two significant others, between two, a person within themselves, between just how people are connecting with society. Like, like I thought that was with Dissolve Me and Rush specifically. And like, just kind of really taking a look at how there are so many other things in the world that are really taking this, this type of connection that we have with other people, with ourselves, with the people closest to us and diverting that into other places, whether, and use the pandemic as an example with everything being shut down, that was it. You know, you couldn't actually go outside and actually connect with people face to face. That connection was gone and the impact that that absolutely had on all of us going forward. I think about this and I talk about this a good amount of times with other people as well. I think about how much people have anxiety these days and just how people are just really anxious to go and it's usually a lot of times around connecting with other people that is the cause of that or going into a certain crowds. And I get that that is an issue, but also taking a look at where the root of the issue might be. Could it be this cause of just severing that actual human connection from so many different aspects from focus more on, on social media, focus on more how the media tending to you focus more on these screens where you don't actually have to connect with people face to face. And then when the pandemic hits, actually physically removing that from actually happening where does all that happen? What is the impact on that? And now that things are with the pandemic, you know, where everything's open back up, we're able to go and do these things again. Things are not the way they used to be. And that is totally understandable, uh, Woody. And I, I totally agree with that too. And it's the people that are constantly looking back and thinking, I wish it was like it back in two, was in 2019. Focus in on that, focus in on that time frame, that mindset. That's preventing anybody and themselves specifically from going forward because you're not going to go back in that. We went through a major world cultural shift with the pandemic. Things are completely different. Either you grow and adapt with that. I know we want to be resistant to change because we get so under our routines. And if we get into a nice sweet spot, we do not want to lose that. But change is going to happen. It's about how do we roll with that change to make it so that we can get back to that sweet spot in a completely different way instead of just wanting to have that same thing back over and over again. Because like you said, we're not getting back to that point. No, it, it ain't coming back. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it like best part of two years? Everyone was kind of, well, how long were we locked down for? Like yeah, overall? About two years, but like we... Years. I mean, it went back there's good there to reintegrate into society. You know, if I don't know, like if you were to lie down in a bed for two years, you would probably need to rehabilitate your legs to start moving you forward. It's it's the same. You know, you take the social aspect away, you stay inside for two years. You're going to need to reintegrate a little. You know, and you know, poke your head out the the, the, the you know the, the the turret or whatever. And and yeah, I think anxiety was a huge thing that many 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 people, you know, the, the general population came with. Definitely. I, I think they're still, still going through it, like, mm -hmm. massively. Um, mm -hmm. But, I, yeah, it's... I think, like, 
if you can like for me like i could write my my uh my issues or my hopes for the human connection into songs and like some people just don't get that opportunity like to be able to do that so i'm hoping people can like listen to our record and be like cool like he's saying what i feel <laughs> like no, i understand I yeah i i relate i can completely relate to what you're saying like uh and you know that that is no better gift in the world than that it's priceless we we talk about it quite often would you know when when we speak to fans on tour and stuff like that and they they talk to us about how um you know how our music has helped them in, in any way shape or form they may have met a new loved one through being at one of our concerts or these lyrics really resonated with me and it helped me speak to someone professionally or do you know what I mean? it could be any of those sorts of things that's the massive <laughs> payback that we get you know like that makes it all worth it yeah massively you know i think i think for for the band it's, it's the yeah. reason we're still here yeah uh, it's because we get pulled back by the fact that people want us to be a band still yeah okay. uh, we got asked on uh we got asked on a previous uh interview about the fear of the band dying and uh and that fear will always be there like it, it's installed in us your mortality as a musician is unfortunately going to have a time but but i don't think our time's up <laughs> I, d I think you would know and i don't think we are i think we've still got a lot more to give um but but it looms it looms over your head and i think what made that loom a little bit heavier was the fact that we went through a pandemic because that displayed what it would be like not to be in a band that gave you a two-year insight there and then of what your world is going to be like if that ceases and it's a pretty cold world so like i don't really want to be in that one um so yeah it's but without the pandemic we wouldn't of experience the human connection the way we did and we probably wouldn't have written about it and i think that's what really weighs at the heavy part of the album is the emotion we managed to draw out in the vocals and the lyrics in the, in this album and that was purely spurred by a pandemic so as i say like through all the darkness and the grief and all the pain that the, the pandemic caused and and brought there were little pockets of rays of light and this album is one of those pockets and I think one of the main things that's going to really connect people to this album too, to really connect with that human connection once again and really get behind it is when you listen to the way that the vocals are done on a lot of these tracks that you guys have put together. It seems like there's a lot of like this. It sounds like the rest of the band is like backing and like chorusly chanting the, so the words of the song in the back end as well to really give this feeling of a grander thing uh, that more people are a part of this. So it doesn't mean, seem like, you know, it might be as isolated. It seems like you know, you were able to connect this because not only did you go through stuff like this, we all went through stuff like this. We all went through this at the exact same point in time together. Sure, the specifics of what we all went through differ based on our situation, based on where we live, based on the part of the world that we that we were a uh, part of. There's so many different things that happened, but when it came to that lack of human connection, that severance of it, and this complete shift in culture, this complete shift in life that the pandemic caused, we all went through stuff like that. So understanding that on this album with everything, everything and understanding that connection that we ended up losing that we have to regain back 
that some of us have been regaining back. Some people still are struggling to regain it back. And if we can get to that point where we can regain that connection back, then maybe, you know, all the crazy stuff that's been happening, maybe the craziness will die down. Maybe, you know, all this political strife that's happening, all these different opinions where if you don't agree with absolutely everything that I think or that I say, you are the enemy. Maybe we can absolutely get rid of that and have people understand others that have different points of views. And when it comes to being like with you guys, what you went through as a band, trying to adapt to everything, trying to learn how to write this record and write this the way you want to write it with a lot of this, having to do Zoom calls, not being in the same room together, learning about that. It was either, I mean, I've got a big giant, we came as Romans flag in the back. It's kind of dark right now, but it's from their Dark Bloom album. It says die or grow on it. You have two choices when you have something massive happening. You can either just not do anything and let it die out, or you can try and evolve from it and grow from it and get even better. I'll take a look at what I was doing right before the pandemic and I was starting to do the podcast and whatnot and it was nowhere near where it is today. But if it wasn't because of the pandemic and me figuring out instead of saying, oh, I wish it wasn't like this so I could go back and go to live shows and still have fun, it was, you know what? What can I do now to make sure that A, I still can find that human connection and B, still do the things that I want to do. Find the human connection. I still was trying to do stuff with my friends around town just because that was a way to do things. That was a way to keep that connection going. But also when it came to the podcast, shit, every band's on the shelf right now. Let's double down on this because you never know what might happen. Now it's two and a half years, almost three years after the pandemic. And I'm sitting here with you guys talking about this stuff. I'm sitting with you guys. You're all the way over on a different part of the world. You're across the pond for me. And I get to talk about all this shit with you guys. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. I hadn't doubled down on it, I wouldn't be able to do something like this. It's all about that mindset of not focusing on the past, but understanding where you are now. Yeah, the past happened. Maybe you liked it at a certain point in time in the past. But that's going to change. How do you adapt to that? How do you grow from that? And how do you maintain that connection with so many other people, that human connection, so that as those changes are happening, you can keep that up as like a central core, as a central positive, and then making those changes becomes a yeah. lot, lot easier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, we see it at the shows now. Um, you know, you talk about the the anxiety that the that people that had, you know, to see like a room full of people singing these songs stood right next to each other you know the whole you know the pit going off or anything like that it's like this is breaking the anxiety you know that this album was spawned from a, a thing that gave you this anxiety and now you're stood here singing these songs breaking that anxiety being social that that social discord that we spoke of everyone's breaking that right now they're coming to a show so you know it's, it's good to get things off your chest in the songs but it's also amazing to give back in the to, to, to people in the live environment bringing these people together enjoying the concert and, and getting some normality back in life you know that's that's another like payback that, that we get no absolutely i even think about like some of the shows i've been to like the past year and a half and i mean we're in a freaking rise against her right now and i'll always remember just that first show back seeing them live it was yeah it's it was August of 2021 so people were still kind of was going on there were still different restrictions that were in place and all of a sudden the band goes out, we're all going nuts, but having a good time. But then they go into the acoustic stuff. They start playing swing life away And the amount of people that had their arms around each other, swinging back and forth, just singing the lyrics of the song at full force. And it's, it's just, you know, we're breaking down that anxiety, we're breaking down that we're breaking down that like barrier to human connection, literally in that moment for everyone that is there. And then if we're able to, you know, remember that feeling, we're able to remember how impactful it was, maybe we'll be able to take it out into the world and actually 
continue on with that because the more we're able to break that barrier to human connection that the pandemic caused, that anxiety has caused based off of just not having that interaction fully, then all of a sudden we're much more comfortable. People are going out and doing more things. People are living their lives to the fullest and they're not thinking about what could have been versus what actually is. Yeah, yeah true. Very true. Um, yeah, it's we did a show not long ago in Germany and it was... That was one of the shows where I was like, is this allowed? <laughs> like, <laughs> is, this, is this shit actually real? Like, are they allowed to do this? Um, and I don't think that feeling will go away anytime soon. I think it's because it was gone for so long. And then you like come and you do a show and it goes off and it's like, shit, is he allowed to do that? Like, it's a, the rules against this. Like, why is he not wearing a mask? Like, and, uh, but yeah, I'm hoping that the beginning of 23 is, is the beginning of the next shift forwards to saying goodbye to that completely. Like, it feels like that door should, it, like right now that door should be shut um, and, and life should go on. It like, this was like the last feel, felt like the last year of it where, the uncertainty was still there, but the, un- the certainty and the uncertainty, well, the certainty is outweighing the out- uncertainty so much more now that it feels like the 23 should hopefully bring a year where that there's a bit more like confidence in everything um, apart from money. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, like, but there should, yeah, it, it does feel like in the music industry wise that everyone's really trying to make, make the steps forward. Um, and it's just, and the industry's got slower it has unfortunately there's just there's just more to 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 be done now to book a show or a tour um so it just takes more time um and uh it just takes a little bit more patience um and we we have always been like hungry to try and do everything and do everything at 100 miles an hour and unfortunately the industry just doesn't allow us to do that anymore um and you kind of have to play by its rules uh, the industry depicts how it how you are functioning to a degree, and uh, and I think we we've just unfortunately had to we just had to wait our time, uh, and our time is coming. Like I feel that um, by January twenty twenty three, we will eventually have uh, we'll have back pretty much where we were before we left. I feel that we've kind of got close enough to it now in our social media, but like the live stuff just needs to catch up with it. Mm, I think what one thing didn't want to do was you would have seen like a lot of cancellations you know in the early part of when we were you know coming back from the pandemic and stuff there was a lot of cancellation across the world you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot can and we, we i don't think we really wanted to be a part of that i think you know we wanted we hadn't had any new music out we knew it was going to be coming out when it was coming out so it was kind of like if we're going to play live let's let's make sure it's done right and there's no risk of more disruption cancellations essentially you know we're coming back when when it's ready for us you know what i mean and we're getting closer to that album um like what he said and that time is coming and we're yeah, excited, we're excited the certainty about. feels better like it feels everything feels a bit more certain it feels mm. it, it feels like you're uh you're walking on more solid ground mm. it didn't feel very solid for a long time uh as an analogy it's yeah um and like Let's be honest, like the band could have gone anyway during that, mm. that pandemic. There was um there was M- no many, at the end. Yeah, the, many by the wayside during the yeah, pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you know, that there was no certainty we were gonna get the record done. 
Um, there was no certainty with with us being able to come back and still having a relevant place in the music industry. So, but five singles deep now, and we became we've we've become a bit more um, we've become a bit more of an internet band. We were never really really an internet band before. We we obviously had presence and we we pushed our social media, um, but we were much more dominantly a live act. We we went out to tour. We went out to play shows. We connected with people with that. Um, and now we've come back and everything's a bit slow on that side. We've had to adapt and become a bit more of a social media band, which is um, that's been a challenge because it's like you have to constantly keep people's attention. <laughs> and that's the worst thing. You can't take your foot off the gas on social media. Like if you're driving and like it's all going at 100 miles an hour and going well and you're, you're going through every green light. You, you, as soon as you take your foot off well that's you hit that one red light you, you it's hard to get going again so mm-hmm. um we've and that's a learning curve in itself but i think it's been a uh, it's been quite rewarding because you obviously you physically can see your growth with social media with spotify you can see if what you've posted in june to what you've posted in december the, the interaction you know the the increase in intro luckily it has been an increase you know or a decrease would have been quite bad but uh like the increase the, the you, you see the followers you see more people getting into you uh and that's quite rewarding but that just unfortunately leaves me more hungry and i'm sure same for fab to play shows because it's like shit, all these people are getting on board how sick would a show be right now yeah so um like i think I think we can go into 2023 with a bit more certainty than we have done in the last two and a half years. Uh, and that certainty will will just mean that we are a stronger band because we're, we've gone through so much and we've come through the other end and we are now super hungry to just get on stage where that hunger is just going to make us like want to get out there and do it at the best of our abilities not that we didn't before but you know we've just had that time where we've been we've had it taken away from us you know it's like uh the child's favorite toy isn't it it's the short the favorite toy is taken away when that toy comes back you're going to want to play with that mm. till it to death well that's kind of similarly what we're kind of seeing with Tori, and it's like well, this has been taken away from us for so long we just want it back now like i want to i want to play with my favorite toy like um and yeah it's just and but the other side of it as well like all the time this was happening it had huge major effects on mental health like we you know i think most of the time when bands do something and they make an album they don't want to go into a press conversation or or any form of like interview with a negative because you're promoting an album it should be your high it should be like we've done an album but it it didn't it wasn't like great all the time. Like it's, it has it, like I said, someone else earlier, it was like our mental health was like a empty Coke can that at any moment could just get crushed. Like that bang, gone. And that could happen like a lot. But if your mental health goes, so does your enthusiasm. So does your like hunger. So does your focus, all of that stuff suddenly gets put into disarray because you're not in a positive mental state to to go through and we went through that uh and it was very hard and you know grueling like really grueling and really like 
tough on mental health, on all of our mental health. Um, and I, I still think to this day, we're probably still recovering from that in in a way. Um, and, it, it, you know, the, the weeks and the days and the months get easier. But yeah, it's it was it was it was really tough. And like and I think you can hear that on the record because the last yeah. thing to run on that record is the vocals. The last thing that we ever did was what I did. Um, and I had my vocal session cancelled three times <laughs> and that build up. So I was pretty fucking angry by the time they put me in front of a microphone. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, and I think you can probably. Well, I can hear it. I can hear like certain songs. I can hear it in my voice, like the way that the strain was coming out, like where the fry was coming out, like certain screams. It's like, fuck, I actually meant that. Like more, like I always mean what I'm doing, but like, I really fucking meant that one. That that needed to come out of me. Um, and I think as well, like mental health in the music industry doesn't get spoken about enough because it's a creative art music. And, and that by doing that, it's subjective. And by being subjective, it means not everyone's going to love you. Some people are going to love you. Some people are going to hate you. Some people just are going to be indifferent. Um, but we live in a world where uh, everyone is given their opinion and voice and people use that. Like, and, and being in a band can really be affected by the fact that you sometimes have to just digest and stomach what people actually feel about your band. And that, and like that, that's tough. And then, to go through what we did with the album and the stresses and the real intense weight of, of the mental health side of it. We're coming to the end now and it's coming out and I'm like, people are going to fucking like this. <laughs> like, have we done the right thing here? Like, have I like compressed my mental health over two years and everyone's going to be like, yeah, it's cool. With you, what next? <laughs> you know, like, like that's uh, they're, they're the worries, they're the concerns coming out of this as well. You know, um, and by the biggest like positive and the biggest ray of light that come out has come out of it is the record that it made all of those those hours of of stress or those hours of 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 like self loathing of uh of arguments of not seeing eye to eye. It made every second of it worth it. But I just don't think that in the industry, mental health gets talked about enough. I think uh, I think people want to hide behind the fact that everything is, is the ship's always sailing well. When like you, I think if you if you're honest about it, it probably isn't. I can honestly say that you know, I, I love my band, I adore it, I love the people in it, I love the record we've done. It ain't plain sailing every day. We we we're in choppy waters a lot. A lot more than people realize um and being in those troubled seas sometimes will mean that we have to struggle with our mental health over that and that affects all of our band um and i think and that, that and a lot of bands different, and a different lot of bands. Bands. yeah oh, you know. uh, but i just i think it's important it's spoken about because there's no point me sitting on an interview telling everyone that it's all a bed of roses and all sunshines and rainbows when it isn't because all that's going to help do is highlight the issue and it's going to make people that listen to that record who maybe are going through similar problems to relate even more and make that spoken more spoken about like it should be spoken about like people aren't having the best time of their lives doing bands anymore 
it isn't like what it was 10 years ago but we we have the hunger to survive and and i think yeah the more that mental like mental health is spoken about i think the stronger the industry will be for it yeah like, admit that you're in trouble or is and it isn't all it isn't all happy and sunshine <laughs> because if you can admit those things like yeah the battle's half won because you know that you you're going to be able to get through it that, that there might there is going to be a rainbow at the end of this this long turbulent storm so yeah that that really look doing an album in the pandemic that really highlighted to me like how much being in a band can affect people's personal mental health and personal mental well-being i mean there's a lot uh, of people that like went through the pan oh for you, you you got something no all I was going to say, Kev, real quick, was that that is yet another ripple effect of exactly what we were talking about earlier. Oh, absolutely it is. And kind of just like to wrap this podcast up in a great way, I took like what you were just talking about, what he was, everything around mental health, talking about it and bringing it up here on this record with Everywhere Everything, going through these songs, talking about the human connection, talking about how things are not as good as they once were. Things aren't good all the time and being honest about it. That's why I like the way this album ends with Baptism of Fire, really because it has a little bit of a different feel to it, but it also takes a look at a lot of what we had talked about where the more we talk about these things, the more we bring these up, the more it's going to help people understand their own struggles, their own mental health, relate to it more and have a tangible way to explain these things to people that they can't necessarily explain to them. They can understand the emotion, they can understand the feelings, they can understand the vibe, and they can connect with people a little bit more. And with Baptism of Fire, it has more of this positivity of, yeah, you know, we've gone through some shit, but it's always, you know, always darkest for the dawn or, you know, that one. The first part of any uh, solving a problem is admitting that there is one. And with baptism and fire, it's like, yeah, we're admitting that, you know, there are issues that are in the world. We are issues that within ourselves, issues with the human connection, issues with our mental health. And it's not going to be easy going through. We're going to have to go through the fire to get through them. But the song has much more of this positivity to it because if we're able to accept that we have to go through that we have to change, we have to make a better decision that we have to change for the betterment of ourselves by the time we get to the end of it we could be in a much better situation for ourselves and for the world in general when we go through those and change and get to the other side than if we were just to stay so stagnant and just constantly look back at what used to be and there's such a positive like note behind this song with baptism of fire where it ends the album on this again the fact of you know what if we work through this if we really go through this if we really take the time to try and change, try and better ourselves. We can do this. And whether if it's just on a large scale for culture, for the world, for everything, or if it's in a small scale for yourself, it's worth it. Yeah, exactly that. Kevin, what, 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 was there any like specific moments that you have in, in the album that, that took your, took your fancy? Fab's doing the interview now. Yeah, no, Fab's doing the interview. <laughs> All righty, because I was I was just saying if this was gonna come up though. For me, it was definitely the song Rush. That was the one that really caught my attention, and a lot of it was the drum pattern that intros into that song and how it flows throughout the rest of the song. Because I listen, I'm like this drum pattern. The and it's like this Rush kind of jazz drum pattern, rather rush kind of sounds like there's a good amount of brushing going on there rather fast pace and 
I thought it was cool because it connects to the title of the song, making it, again, having this more rush feeling overall. But then the guitars come in, and along with the vocals, they're much more spaced out. They're much more melodic to kind of show this differentiation where I took the song where how in life right now with the way the world is with all the other issues that we have that people that other things are throwing us social media society different responsibilities different troubles places that we need to have our focus there's so many different ways we're going we feel so rushed that that's where the drum patterns went but the guitars and the vocals are kind of bringing it back where it's like maybe we're just stretched way too thin maybe we're focused on too many things that we shouldn't be focused on maybe we should try and focus on some of these like the more maybe just focus on let me say the things that we should be focused on, the things that are important to us, things that are going to make us happier, healthier. And it's just, we get to the chorus. I kind of thought of it as like, if Breaking Benjamin Motion of the White went and went really melodic on their chorus, just because it became so much more grand. It flowed so much better for this enjoyment and understanding of the song as well, that we're feeling that there is much more to life if we just stop, take a look, and simply listen to what is going on within ourselves and within the things that we really care about, not the things that are just distracting our attention. Like I have to do whatever I do to pay my phone bill or to pay my rent. It's well, I know those things are important, but maybe it's not the most important thing in the world. If you're not, if, if that's taking away from having a quality connection, a quality relationship, maybe with, with your kids, with your spouse, with your parents, with your siblings, with your friends, maybe putting so much focus in on just, trying to make it in some of these superficial aspects is nowhere near as important as some of the connections you have with some of the closest people around you. We only get one chance at life. You don't want to waste it just trying to pay the bills. Well, material objects can be replaced, but relationships can't and connections can't. We're here for a good time, not a long time. That's what uh, one thing was said to me one day and I was like, oh, I'll remember that. Yeah, I was saying that's what Rush kind of reminded me of. It was like there are so many other things going on, but sometimes it's like life can move. It's like good old Ferris Bueller. Life can move pretty fast, but if you don't stop and look around, you're going to miss it. And this is all about understanding that life is moving fast. But let's stop, look around, find what's important to us, and enjoy. Yeah, very true. Here, here. Here, here. Here, here. Oh yeah, that's the beauty of music, though. We're able to pick up on the sounds, be able to pick up on the the like the flow of the song, be able to pick up the lyrics, get those same perspectives, and relate to them in different ways. But the core emotion is the same. That's it. That's it. And gentlemen, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I like to do at the end of these is give my guests, which is both you at this point, time a chance to say whatever you guys want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote in the podcast. So, gentlemen, the floor is yours. We have a brand new album called Everywhere Everything out on 13th of January. It is a body of work that we accomplished through the pandemic and we are very super proud of it. Uh, so if you do have the time, please try and listen to it. Uh, try and connect with it. I hope you find something in that record that you can hold on to. Uh, we will be coming and touring in 2023. We really want to come to America. So just like get us here. We want to come. Like get us on a flight and get us over there. Ticket, yeah. Yeah, buy me a ticket and get me to America. But yeah, uh, and we just want to say thank you to anyone that does support our band and everyone that who do, just does discover our band. Welcome to the family. Um, so yeah, and uh, enjoy the ride, as they say. I mean, I, I wish I could add much more to that, but Woody's kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, we're excited to come back. We're excited to be, get back on the road. And yeah, the all-important date, 13th of January. That's that's the date when it all goes down. Enjoy it. 
Man, I don't know how I'm going to add beyond that from you, what you guys did, but I'm going to try anyway. So now it's time for me to end this podcast with three very specific things. First thing first, Ever Everything is coming out on January 13, 2023. We went in depth with a lot of the ideas around the album on this one, and you're going to want to listen to it to really experience it for yourself. And you're not going to want to miss out on any of those tour dates. You're not going to want to miss out if they come to America. Plus, you don't want to miss out on anything cool that Polar might be doing in the future. So... How do you make sure you don't miss out on any of this? I got you covered on this one. Go to the description of the podcast. You're going to see something that says Find Polar Online. There are going to be links to all their social media accounts, links where you can watch the videos on YouTube, links to where you can stream all the music, buy the music, download the music, all that good kind of stuff so you can get into Polar, listen to everything, and really feel it. On top of that, where you can also connect with them online and get some merch as well. You'll see links in the description of the podcast. There'll be labels right next to everything so you know what it is. All you have to do is click, like, click, share, click, follow, click, listen, click, buy, click, download, all that good kind of stuff. I'm doing all the work for you. All you got to do is go down, click, and it'll take you right there. So you will not miss out on Polar. You will not miss out on everything. You're just not missing out on anything. That's how we do it here. Now it's time for number two. Gentlemen, whenever I have guests on the podcast, I absolutely enjoy having on the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise as a way to say, one, thank you for your time. Thank you for being on the podcast. And two, I would love to support the band in the future and continue to support you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this was hit like within the first like minute and a half of the podcast. So you guys are keeping the streak alive. So the promise is when, because that says it's going to happen. We just don't know the date or the time yet. When I can see you perform live for the first time, my promise to you both is this. First round's on me. Ah, yeah. Woo. I love this man. So that usually gets a couple of cheers in there, but please keep yeah. me too because I love to pull it off. And now as we bring this podcast to a conclusion, I do not want to say goodbye to close out because one goodbye is too final. I have made a promise to you guys to go and see you play live and first rounds on me. I got to make good of my promise. And my God, this conversation was awesome. So full flowing with, just things, just different mindsets, different conversations about, especially the Brexit thing that I never even thought of. I'd love to have you guys back on again to talk about more stuff in the future because this was awesome. So can this be goodbye? Now nah, say nah. goodbye. This is. Nah. I'll see you later. Yeah, you will, Dave. Well, well, folks, that's my interview with Vivian and Woody from the band Polar out of the United Kingdom once again. Their brand new album, Everywhere Everything, is coming out on January thirteenth. 2023 so what do you got to do you're gonna have to go to the description of the podcast to make sure you're fine along with everything in the band on their social medias so that you know when things are dropping when things are happening what tours are coming out and when this new songs and these new albums coming out baby you also want to make sure you're subscribed to their youtube channel so you or wherever you can find their youtube videos so you can watch all their music videos you want to know where you can pick up some merch and of course when it comes to ever everything where you can stream the album buy the album down the album you can go to the podcast say find polar online links labels for everything will be there so go check it out please make sure you also subscribe to the core progression podcast facebook twitter or you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok we're on all those platforms, so make sure you follow us on there. Please also subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Subtitle Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon, and anywhere else you might be getting these podcasts as well. By the end of the year, by the end of 2022, we want to hit 100,000 all-time audio downloads, and I think we're going to do it, so let's make it happen. Make sure you help us out there. If you're subscribed to the podcast already, a big thank you goes out to you for supporting us. If you're not subscribed and subscribing now, I'm going to send you that same thank you. If you're not going to subscribe, I'm going to ask you to reconsider, but if you don't, you're always welcome back at any given time. Thank you for enjoying this episode. Also, want to thank our sponsor again for this episode, Phoenix Fitness, 20% off and free shipping the code CPP. Or I think it's just 20% off, actually. Yeah, 20%. I've used 
20% off using the code CPP20 at checkout. I'm used to saying free shipping from the Manscaped one, but yeah, but it's Phoenix Fitness now. Thank you to the guys from Polar once again. I mean, this was an incredible conversation. I hope you all learned a lot from it as much as I did. On that note, that's going to be for me, guys. Thank you for listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single way. I'm the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!